0: Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Let's get right into today's program. We are so excited to have Dr. Carl Baugh back on the program today. Dr. Baugh is the founder and director of Creation Evidence Museum in Glen Rose, Texas, and is internationally known as a minister and special creation speaker. He holds a master's degree in archaeology and a Ph.D. in education. His best-selling book, Panorama of Creation, is back with a brand new Jurassic chapter on dinosaurs. So, let's listen to James Collins talk with Dr. Carl Baugh about the panorama of creation.
1: In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The clear teaching of the Bible is creationism. God created the heaven and the earth. However, today, evolution is taught as truth in our classrooms. In many ways, evolution has become a major barrier to evangelism. If evolution is true, then the Bible is not true. If evolution is true, we're the product of randomly operating natural processes, and God is not necessary. Joining me today to expose the lie of evolution and talk about biblical creation is Dr. Carl Baugh. Dr. Ball is the founder and director of the Creation Evidence Museum in Glen Rose, Texas. He is the scientific research director of the world's first hyperbaric biosphere, simulating Earth's atmospheric conditions before the worldwide flood of Noah's day. He is the discoverer and excavator of 16 dinosaurs. That's incredible, 16 dinosaurs. Dr. Ball lectures internationally. On evidence for scientific creation on television, radio, and in schools, churches, and all over the world. He stands firmly against the theory of evolution and for the biblical account of creation. Dr. Ball, welcome back today to The Watchman on the Wall.
2: It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Many years I've addressed this audience. I've always appreciated the stand that Southwest Radio Ministries has taken. I first listened to the broadcast when I was a junior in high school. Now, that's been quite a while ago. (laughs) So this ministry has reached around the world, affected many lives, mine included, and I'm very happy to be a voice for the truth of creation, God's Word, and the personal God of the Bible.
1: Well, it's been a while since you've been a guest on our program, so for those listeners, who may not be familiar with you, I'd like for you to share your story. I understand that at one time you accepted the premise of evolution. Would you mind sharing your testimony? How did you come to accept Christ and how did you come to accept the biblical account of creation? All right, let's see if
2: I can place these succinctly in just a few moments of discussion. Fortunately, I was one to Jesus Christ when I was just a ten-year-old boy. Had I not been one to Christ at a young age, knowing my own heart, mind, disposition, by the time I was grown, I would have been a committed evolutionist, a committed atheist, with no hope of being reached by any mortal means. So God knew precisely what he was doing, and I was one to Christ by Reverend Jewel Wisenat, who preached the gospel of Jesus Christ, And I went forward in the little Southside Baptist Church in Dublin, Texas. He had just organized that as the first church of his ministry. When I went forward, he didn't know what to do with me because he was just a young pastor himself. But I really went to Jesus, and I simply opened my heart to Jesus Christ. And when I did, Jesus Christ stepped in. I knew the fellowship with him then during high school years i was taught evolution as a fact and having a mind that is objective i realized that if evolution were true and the evidence that the teachers gave appeared to be true if evolution were true god had lied to me about how he created man and created the universe and if god would lie he was not god at all so in my own heart and mind i could explain away the personage of god now you can't explain god away but to my own satisfaction i did therefore i behaved as an atheist that is at least in my thoughts my family didn't know it the church members didn't know it my friends didn't know it but within my own heart and mind i adopted atheism but there was something nagging that i just couldn't get away from Even intellectually embracing atheism as a mid-teenager, I couldn't get away from the fact that a person lived within me and his name was Jesus Christ. And I couldn't get away from him and he was the son of God. So ultimately God then brought me back to fellowship with himself. I didn't lose my salvation, but I did lose my fellowship with the Lord because I had adopted secularism as a thought process. Since that experience happened to me, then I realized that it could happen to anyone. So throughout my ministry these long decades, I've majored on evidence for creation. And I'm so pleased that over the years, many people have come from all parts of the world to let me know that they've had an experience much like that or would have been facing an experience like that had it not been for the person of Jesus Christ and ultimately some of the books that we published and distributed here through Southwest Radio
1: Ministries. Well, I'm one of those people. I want to tell you how excited I am about this new edition of your book, Panorama of Creation. I also went to a secular university and was taught evolution. And then when I became a Christian, I remember saying to God, I don't understand this whole creation versus evolution thing, Lord, but I accept you on faith. And a couple of years later, Dr. Larry Spargamino handed me a copy of Panorama of Creation, and it changed my life. It opened my eyes to how creationism just makes sense. So I want to ask you, what prompted you to write Panorama of Creation?
2: This is all so interesting. I'm reliving so many moments in this discussion with you. Quite a few years ago, I was lecturing on the subject of creation, panorama of creation, in southern Missouri. I lived in Texas. I went up there to lecture over the weekend, and I drove until about four o'clock in the morning to get back to Oklahoma City to the accommodations that Dr. Noah Hutchings had for me waiting. So I slept for about two hours, got ready. I was at the old location, ready to record, at eight o'clock in the morning after two hours sleep and dr hutchings was off lecturing elsewhere so one of the associates interviewed me we made i think 10 programs just off the cuff on this material that we're going to talk about that ultimately became panorama of creation so after a couple of days dr hutchings called me and he said you know i got back in my office i listened to the interview and the information And I realize why people are responding to this information, because it answers the core of the controversy between creation and evolution and anchors recent biblical creation. And he said, do you mind if we produce this in a book form? And I said, no, but I'll have to edit it because I just gave (laughs) the interview off the cuff. And he said, I'll send you the interview. I'll have the secretary type it out. You change in any way you want. Well, there weren't a lot of changes, but of course we speak different from the way we write. Everyone does. So it took me a few hours. I edited, sent it back. Dr. Hutchings called and he said, we're going to make an arrangement to make available to you copies of this at the same time. So how many copies do you want? And I said, well, Dr. Hutchings, how many books do you normally publish? And he said, well, I think maybe 2,000 is the most we've sold of a single title. And I said, well, I know the response to this. So actually I need 5,000 of these. He said, wow. Okay. Well, if you need 5,000, we'll publish 5,000 for ourselves. That'll make a run of 10,000 books. I said when will my copies be here because this will be the (laughs) breadline because when I'm off speaking I need something in hand to be able to offer to the people he called my wife back in a week and he said we just aired these interviews and it's been three days and every single copy has been sold over the air. Your husband's gonna have to wait a while for his copies. Well, that was a joyous moment to realize that we could distribute this information far and wide. And I'm glad we're going to distribute this again, because even though some of the research has been updated, the core essence of the research is anchored in truth. And I think people will be blessed by having Panorama of Creation.
1: We've actually added some additional material to the book, some stuff on dinosaurs that we'll talk about in just a minute. If you're just tuning in, my guest is Dr. Carl Ball. We're talking about the brand new edition of his book, Panorama of Creation, and you can get a copy of the book by calling 1-800-652-1144, or you can order online at swrc.com. Dr. Ball, I heard you once say that the first 11 chapters of Genesis are the bedrock that the Bible is built on. Why are the first 11 chapters of Genesis so foundational?
2: Well, let's begin with Genesis 1-1 itself. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now, scientists, astrophysicists, and astronomers have found that there are only six basic factors that they can analyze and reference and run experiments with and come to conclusions on. And amazingly, those six factors are in Genesis chapter one, verse one. It is time, force, energy, space, mass, and information. And the entire physical universe we can observe, we can experience, we can scientifically measure to a limited degree, the entire universe is composed tangibly. You and I know that there is a spiritual entity that overrides all of that, but from the tangible scientific viewpoint, Genesis 1:1 answers the entire origin of the universe. Astrophysicists are still wrestling with the origin of the universe. The Big Bang Theory doesn't work. There are major problems with it, but is the only thing they can fall back on that appears to make sense, but it's smoke and mirrors. Major discussions in the closets, behind the scenes, are being carried on regularly in opposition to the Big Bang, but the public doesn't know that because the public thinks it's established there was a Big Bang. It wasn't a Big Bang at all. It was a big word, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. So let's dwell for just a moment again on Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, that's time, the origin of time. Before that, the universe did not exist. God is eternal. He is infinite. He didn't need a physical universe, but he expressed it in order to ultimately express his love. John three sixteen: For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. So God introduced time, and that was born out through the scriptures. God introduced time to show his ultimate ability. Time, force, the ultimate force is God, created, that's energy, the heavens, that's space, and the earth, that's mass, and together they constitute information. Then we go into the record of the creation of man, Created in the image of God. Now, not only was man created in the spiritual, ultimately, companionship relation with God, particularly able to hold a conversation with God. That's awesome. So we have in the early chapters of Genesis, the very first chapters, the fact that God can make himself and has made himself available to man. God gave certain very simple direct rules. Man disobeyed psychology cannot answer the origin of guilt it's an experience that all have yet the answer to that is found in the scriptures in the word of god it's amazing how wise we can become simply by reading the word of god so here we have the fall of man but not only the fall of man introducing guilt into the history of human life but the fall of man affected the entire universe. It is now known in modern physics that whatever we do, the very emotional tenor of our lives affects those around us. A newborn child can whimper when a parent, having had an argument with the spouse, walks in the room. It doesn't say a word, but the child puckers and whimpers because something is wrong. He senses something is wrong. Now, out of place, photons, protons, subatomic particles, can affect the most distant subatomic particles and light in the most distant universe. And that is demonstrated in modern physics. So here we have a perfect universe, man in absolute perfection, no cancer, no guilt, no shame, but he disobeys the simple regulation that God gave, and that introduces the fact of sin. So the early chapters of Genesis elucidate that to an amazing degree, and then we have the history of the nations. Where did these nations come from? What are their basic inclinations, their basic psyche, their predispositions? Those are explained in the first 11 chapters of the book of Genesis. And then finally, I wish we had hours to discuss this first question that you've asked. But finally, we have the introduction of an insidious creature, a personality, not just an influence, but a personality that would be worshiped throughout the centuries. And there is a revival of worship of satanic personage in this very hour. So we have the introduction of an individual who fell from the grace of God and wants to take as many along with him as possible And he introduces global idolatry, he introduces false religion and false worship, and he introduces to everyone today who will listen all that he can against the knowledge of God and especially against the personage of Jesus Christ.
1: In an effort to try to fit evolution into Christianity, I've heard some people say that the days of creation represent ages or even millions of years. However, you teach in Panorama of Creation that they were literal days. Would you explain? Yes.
2: Every family listening to the broadcast today needs a copy of Panorama of Creation. It's a small book. You can put it in the car with you. You can take it and read it at lunch. You can read it to the children. You can have family devotion around it. Recent creation is the only plausible answer. Those who hold to long-age creation hold to a Big Bang Theory and an evolutionary theory. But number one, the Bible is very specific. Jesus himself said that from the beginning of the creation, not 13 0.2 billion years after a big bang, not 4.6 billion years after the coalition of planet earth into mass. But from the beginning of creation, God created Adam and Eve and established the home. And the creation was not a mass that came from exotic material in a big bang. It was the purposeful design of the creator himself. And here we have, in verse number one, the creation of the heavens and the earth. And then we have a firmament created. We have dry land appearing on day number three. We have the light created from the glory of God, expressed throughout the universe, coalesced into star bodies on day number four. And then day number five, the fowls and the fishes, day number six, man and his companions, that is the dinosaurs, the mammals, and ultimately creation of man, and Eve, the final mark of God's creation, was the companion for man. Let me just give one little statement that's alluded to in Panorama of Creation. Dr. Robert Gentry, a personal friend of mine, has done a lot of work at major laboratories, physics laboratories, published in major scientific journals. And he began to do research on radio halos, tiny little rings in the granite and often there's a parent-daughter relationship that is one after another after another uranium all the way through polonium and strontium rubidium all the way down to lead PB 206. So there's a chain but often in this granite we find polonium off on the side having been created separately. The half-life of polonium 210 is a matter of weeks. Now, according to evolutionary theory, it took 50 million years for that granite to form. But according to the scripture, God said on day number three, let the dry land appear and the dry land appeared. Well, there's a vast difference between a few days after seven half-lives are gone in about a year and a half, all of the polonium-210 would be gone. Polonium-218 is about three minutes. In 21 minutes, all of the polonium-210 would be gone, so it couldn't record that it had been there at all if it took 50 million years. But finally, polonium-214 has a half-life of 0.000164 seconds. Faster than we can snap our fingers all seven half-lives of polonium 214 are gone meaning it has to be specifically as god said let the dry land appear and the dry land appeared and his signature is in many many areas but especially in the little polonium 214 halo god did it recently and we can if we look at the facts face value we can discern that scientifically It is specifically as God stated in Scripture.
1: Well, I'm sure our listeners will want to have their own copy of the book, Panorama of Creation. The new edition includes a new chapter that explores fact versus fiction about dinosaurs. Specifically, it looks at the science behind the Jurassic Park movies this is such an exciting and fascinating topic that we're going to have Dr. Ball back with us next time. Tomorrow, we will talk about the world before the flood, and yes, we'll talk about dinosaurs. Dr. Ball, thanks again for being on the program with me today. It has been my pleasure.
0: In Dr. Carl Baugh's newly updated book, Panorama of Creation, Dr. Baugh scientifically proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that special creation is the only scientific explanation for man's existence on this planet. Get your copy of Panorama of Creation with the new Jurassic Chapter for a gift of $20 or more when you call 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order online swrc.com. With all the
3: confusion in the world these days, we here at The Watchman on the Wall work hard to help you make sense of the nonsense. One of the ways that we do that is through our in-person
1: conferences. We have several conferences on the calendar for next year. God willing, we hope to meet many of our listeners.
3: Our first conference for 2022 will be held on January the 28th and 29th. That's at the Cornerstone Baptist Church in Lakeland, Florida. We are excited to see all our listeners in Lakeland in fellowship with Pastor Larry Lindo and the entire congregation at Cornerstone Baptist Church. We want to thank WSCB FM
1: 91.3 in Englewood, Florida for helping to set up this event. Our next Bible Prophecy Conference will be held March 25th through the 26th, 2022 at Boones Creek Bible Church in Johnson City, Tennessee. Our sincere appreciation goes out to Pastor Dale Cunningham and everyone at Boones Creek Bible Church, along with the staff of WHCB The Blessing 91.5 FM for all their hard work in putting this event together.
3: On April 15th, 16th, and 17th, 2022, we will be at The Cross in Fort Wayne, Indiana. The Cross is the church that was founded by Pastor Gray Patton, Greg is a regular contributor to the Watchman on the Wall with his popular segment, Living in Today's World. We look forward to spending time with Greg, the Congregation of the Cross, and all of our listeners who attend this event in Fort Wayne.
1: Next September the 16th and 17th, we will be at Christ Church of Yukon, Oklahoma. Pastor Clay Parrott and everyone at Christ Church has been so great in helping us put this conference together. We really appreciate all their support.
3: From October the 27th through the 29th, 2022, we will be at the Embassy Suites by Hilton in Columbus, Ohio. This Bible Prophecy Conference is shaping up to be one of our biggest events. Thanks to 91.5 Freedom FM, WHKC in Columbus for helping us put on
1: this exciting event. Now, these are only the events that we have confirmed. Our staff is working to book more Bible prophecy conferences all around the United States.
3: If you missed any of those dates or would like more information on our conferences, you can call 1-800-652-1144 or you can find information online at our website
1: swrc.com. I for one am really excited about these in-person conferences. We've lined up some great speakers. You don't want to miss any of these events.
3: In addition to these outstanding in-person conferences, we will continue our series of virtual prophecy conferences, which can
1: be viewed on your computer or smart TV. Virtual prophecy conferences are being planned for February, May, and November of 2022.
3: In addition to our Bible prophecy conferences, we want to tell you about our tours, God willing, James and I will be leading two exciting tours
1: next year. First up is our Churches of Revelation tour, April the 26th through May the 4th, 2022. Join us on a nine-day Churches of Revelation tour departing on April 26th. You can journey with us to places such as Ephesus, Smyrna, Laodicea, Philadelphia, Istanbul, and much, much more.
3: In addition, we will be traveling to the Holy Land via Jordan. This incredible tour will depart on October the 24th, 2022, and will end on November the 3rd, 2022. The Bible will come alive as you walk in the footsteps of Jesus. You will see such amazing places such as Galilee, Nazareth, Bethlehem, Petra, Jerusalem, Jericho, and many, many other biblical sites. Before we go, we have a favor to ask all our listeners. We would like to ask you to pray. We believe that God is on the throne and prayer changes things. So we need you to pray for our ministry.
1: Since 1933, Southwest Radio Ministries has worked to share the saving gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and teach God's word over the medium of radio.
3: It is at this time of year that we must renegotiate many of our contracts with radio stations. Will you please pray for wisdom and guidance as our staff works on this important aspect of our ministry?
1: Listener support determines what radio stations we will remain on and which ones we will leave, so we really need to hear from you. You can email us at
3: info at swrc.com. That's info at swrc.com. You can write to us at Post Office Box 76834, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73147. That address, once again, is P.O. Box 76834, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73147. Or you can call toll free 1 800 652 1144. That's 1 800 652 1144.
1: We really want to hear from you. If you're listening right now, Would you take a moment and contact us and let us know where you are listening and what radio station you're listening to us on? And would you also consider giving a gift to Southwest Radio Ministries?
3: Your generous investment in our ministry is providing life-changing hope. So will you prayerfully consider giving a financial gift? We are listener-supported and nonprofit, which means that financial gifts are a crucial part of this ministry. Thank
0: you, and God bless you for supporting your Watchman on the Wall. Be sure and get the book Panorama of Creation by Dr. Carl Baugh. Order today by calling 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit SWRC.com.